Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome to the WP Builds Podcast once again. This is episode 130, entitled Personality Types finding the right client for you and it's a discussion so we'll be speaking later with david wormsley from davidwormsley.com it was published on thursday the 30th of may 2019 my name's nathan wrigley from pitcherandword.co.uk and a couple of things just before we begin if you wouldn't mind going over to the wpbuilds.com website and looking at the menu items across the top the first one is the subscribe link and if you click on that you'll be taken to our subscribe page and really it's just a page where we're hoping that you'll want to get involved in the WP Builds community. You can sign up for a couple of newsletters which have different purposes. You can join our Facebook group. You can find out about signing up on iTunes or Google Podcasts and our YouTube channel and so on and so forth. So basically it's just a page if you'd like to hear more from us and you think that our content has in some way enriched your life then please please go to that page and uh, fill out one of the forms or click some of the buttons. The next one to mention is wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. That's a page where we post loads of deals. We've been reached out to by lots of plugin developers and theme developers, and they've given us a whole load of discounts, which we're passing on to you. So it might be 15% off Lifter LMS or 20% off Project Hoddle or, well, there's about 15 or 20 up there at the moment so go and check them out if you're in the the market for some wordpress plugins at the moment another one to mention wpbuilds.com forward slash contribute if you've done something recently and you think to yourself i'm proud of that i was pleased with the way that turned out then please get in touch and i'll share my screen with you and we'll shoot a little podcast and uh, and in that way we might be able to share your your amazing inspiration with a slightly wider audience and also wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise. If you would like to advertise on the wpbuilds.com podcast or newsletter so that we can get your product out in front of a wider audience. And speaking of which, the WP Builds podcast is brought to you today by the Page Builder Framework. Do you use a page builder to create your websites? Well, the Page Builder Framework is a mobile, responsive and lightning fast WordPress theme that works with Beaver Builder, Elementor, Breezy and other page builders. With its endless customization options in the WordPress customizer, it's the perfect fit for you or your agency. Go to wp-pagebuilderframework.com today. And we do thank our sponsors because they do help us support and create the WP Builds podcast. Just one more thing to mention, on a Monday we're now doing a live news bulletin, so the, the podcast episode that we put out on a Monday, which is a summation of the previous week's WordPress news, we're now doing a live episode of that on a Monday, so if you're in our Facebook group or on our YouTube channel, then 2pm UK time, that will be rolled out live and we'll obviously put links to it uh, in, our, in our social media platforms. 
Okay, today we're discussing the subject of personality types and finding the right client for you. This is really David's area of expertise. He has a background in psychology and I've got literally no knowledge of this whatsoever, but it was absolutely fascinating filling out a survey, finding out what type of personality I am and then whether or not this has any impact on the way that I behave or deal with clients. You know, should I behave in a certain way having kind of made a decision about what their personality type is? Can we apply this knowledge to the way that we use WordPress and work with our business? And the answer is, I think, yes, we can. But you'll have to listen to the podcast episode to find out. I hope you enjoy it. Hello, today's discussion, we're calling personalities, finding the right kind of client. So we talked before, didn't we, Nathan, about niches, and we decided that we didn't have one. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true. We well, we kind of did it. It was just that it was kind of nice to local people who had enough money for a website was about as far as we got with it. Yeah. Yeah, I, but I I know that some people are very keen to to get into niching and finding the exact target audience. I know. Well, I think that was you know, it's still a big discussion area because I think most wise people say it's probably a good idea to do it but i wanted to go back to the subject because i've i've rethought about it because now i'm previously when i was talking about it all the work kind of came to me and it was somebody else's business that was local so my task was really to just find a way to accommodate these people who were you know various different types of people different types of businesses so i never thought i needed a niche what i needed to do was to accommodate people but now I'm going to have to go after clients. So this is why I'm talking about it. As always, I'm using this as therapy. Well, therapy. what's interesting about this, though, is that you've got a really different angle on this, I think, than I've ever seen before. Now, no doubt somewhere on the Internet, somebody will have covered this exact yes. topic. But it was fresh to me. David often writes fairly fairly lengthy notes for these discussion episodes so that he's, you know, he's aware of what he wants to talk about. And... And when I looked at these notes, a lot of it isn't common sense to me because I don't understand. Whereas you've got, you've got a background in psychology, which is a lot of what we're talking about. Yeah, well, that's kind of just thrown in at the end there because there are a lot of personality tests. And it just made me think, because this is the way my thought processes were going, that if I'm going to try and get the right kind of client for me, I really need one that's going to match my personality my approach my values and that might be kind of my way of niching so maybe just recapping on where we went with niches we saw some problems didn't we in the sense that we thought it if you really try to find a niche and didn't have one automatically you could easily misjudge the kind of work or the budgets in that niche mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and end up with a problem and there was one that really put me off it was the idea that you know if you if you say you decided you were going to be the people who made websites for hairdressers, you might just find that competitors might not want to go to the same website suppliers, <laughs> you know? Yes. So, yeah. you, you, you know, that's, you might not want to go to the same person who did, you know, your competitors hairdressing site or whatever. And also there was, um, I think my issue with it was the idea of boredom, this idea that you'd be doing the same sort of stuff or be stuck with the same kind of work. Yeah, and, I mean, I think they're all completely valid concerns, especially 
the the one about clients potentially you know looking at your portfolio of hmm. a dozen hairdressing websites or what have you and thinking oh oh okay um, are, are they going to find um, anything unique about me I mean the, the opposite of course is true they might think this is perfect but I can see that <laughs> you might want to go somewhere for a fresh pair of eyes shall we say yeah. So really, I just want to talk about this kind of idea that we might just kind of focus, because I think we all do need to, to a certain degree, sort of focus on who we're working with when we do this business. So maybe the way to do it would be to look at our personality types and, and find out what it is that we like about working with other people. And because our personalities are more consistent perhaps than a niche might be. So you could get bored of a, a niche, but you're not likely to get bored of your own characteristics. They're likely to remain the same. That's so that was my point. thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, the other thing about the niches that put me off as well, that if you picked a niche and then you thought that was fine, but you didn't have too much experience in it, you could just find that as I've found before in certain industries, there are, type of person and you might just find you don't like that kind of person you know yeah, a, yeah that's a very good point you know you you might be running up against an industry where um i don't know it's completely typical to um to to charge twice what it's worth or something like that that's a silly example but you might end up having a personality conflict shall we say um, yeah by you just your core values are very different from the core values which are typically held by people in that niche. Yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah I mean, I've seen online often that certain industries, like we did some websites for furniture companies, but I looked at all the other furniture company websites as well, their competitors, and you, and you can kind of see that they, they all go to Twitter <laughs> and they all, they're all not that interested in SEO. So, yes. you know, yes. if you're a big fan of that, you probably wouldn't, you know, want to go for furniture companies even though i've done a few of those websites you know yeah anyway. a, a, a terrible stereotype but one which illustrates the point would be in the uk at least anyway we talk about second-hand car salesmen and i'm <laughs> not not casting any aspersions but the, the the if you say that phrase oh he's like a second-hand car salesman you are basically implying by that that this this person probably isn't wearing their morals to um, too often and they're prepared to kind of like just rip people off and make a fast buck despite the fact that they know that this car is glued together and will fall apart when it's five meters off the forecourt but oh it's not my problem governor you bought it caveat emptor and all that yeah absolutely do you know what i mean we did some sites for uh, there's still a lot that i manage which are effectively for games for seaside games really people who sell those kind of arcade games and all that kind of industry mm. we work for because the first job i did was for manufacturers and they are of a similar type of person you know they it's fine if you're that kind of person but the way that they talk to each other is is very it's a kind of guttural language they they will f and blind directly you know oh, <laughs> so you've got to be the right, you've got to be the right kind of personality if you were doing that as your kind of niche you know it's fascinating anyway. isn't it no but it's an interesting foray just for a moment then probably not something i'd ever even thought of that um the the personality of the person who i'm building a website for might be be a cause for me to decline or potentially be a cause for 
you know, going out and seeking more of these kind of people because you just get on well because your values are aligned and you seem to speak the same language. Yeah. And I just thought uh, some things I've realized for myself. So anyway, I, I started putting down some, some notes and they were that we probably already know um, what we are like, you know, as people, and we could probably narrow down our choices a bit. So, so the first thing that I put down here was that if you love processes, orders, and sorry, order and record keeping, then you're probably the type of person who might just be right going after kind of government bodies, charities, universities, big, large bureaucratic organizations who value that kind of thing. Well, yeah, not just value it, probably insist upon it. Everything's got to be documented and categorized. Um, So yeah, good points. If you love order, you hate the chaos and you like putting things into um, categories and boxing things off. Yeah. Fascinating government charities and universities. Interesting. You put charities in there. I don't have a great deal of experience with charities. How did they get lumped in there? Is that, do they have <laughs> the same sort of regulate regulatory control? Yeah. Well, I think, <laughs> I mean, all charities are different, but I'm thinking more of the larger charities, but yeah, of course they, I mean, I, I've done a few sites for them, but they do, they, they come with certain regulations. They're worried yeah. about certain things, even if they don't necessarily adhere to them, they will probably be concerned about accessibility more than most businesses. I might see. Be with, yep, yep, so yep. That, that kind of stuff. And the, yep. there'll be lots of other things that go with it. You know, that's the interesting thing that I kind of learned. And the last couple of jobs that were offered by friends that they thought might be suited to me were from smaller charities. And I just thought, you know what, that really helped me zone in on the fact that no, I don't actually, I don't want to work with these people because I'm terrible when it comes to processes, orders, and record keeping. What I actually love is to just dive in and start something, you know? Yeah, I do. I, I completely get it. So the idea that you've got to map everything out and uh, have a yeah. very fixed, firm idea of exactly what's going to happen before you even start, that's, that's not your process. You, you prefer the kind of make it up as you go along approach. So, yeah. um, so move on. Don't take yeah, a yeah. particular client because that, that, the psychology of that kind of website requires, requires you to behave in a way which is not natural to you necessarily. Yeah. Fascinating. And I just think, I mean, also, if you kind of, if you're a person who likes routines and you want to kind of fit your work into certain patterns, then maybe, you know, finding a, a niche or, or developing a type of website, which is pretty similar each time you do it, would surely allow you to be able to sort of map out uh, how long it's going to take you to do that kind of work. So you might just be better if you're that kind of person to, to actually go for a niche where it's the same kind of website every time. And even if that, that might to me sound really boring. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. what's, what's the difference between you mentioned earlier about, you know, government bodies, charities, universities might be well suited. Somebody that loves processes. What's the difference between a process and a routine? Oh, sorry. I meant just for your personal routine. So you like to say work from nine to five or something in your oh, I job. See. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what I mean, I think, you know, you might be able to just map out how long a project's going to go. I mean, there's no reason why you can't do it. I'm just really all I try is, is to come up with sort of areas where you might go for because you know your personality type. So, you know, most of the advice out there is about growing your agency. And, and you and I are not like that, are we? We're not into that. No, so much. Not, not really. No. 
<laughs> so, and it makes sense with our personality types. It certainly does with me. I realize I just don't like the processes that might command the bigger jobs. You know, if, if you wanted sort of 25 grand per job upwards, you're going to need to go for big, large organizations and they're likely to be bureaucratic. So I, when I think about it, my personality just doesn't suit going for those kind of bigger agency jobs. Yes, yes. And also, I suppose if... Well, I think this is probably true to say if your personality doesn't suit it, you're probably not going to enjoy the experience of doing it. And if you're not really enjoying the experience of doing it, you're more likely to do it badly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, do you know what? I mean, I, I've, I've learned, and this is where I made the mistake, I think, because I set up my business to accommodate everybody. And I thought care plans was the way forward, which I still do. And I thought because we were getting tradespeople easily and they don't worry too much about the websites, they were kind of constantly going to give me that reoccurring income. But what I've realized is what I really enjoy is the the challenge doing something different jumping mm. in so mm. i've gone for so this is i suppose i should avoid niches and i should go for startups because that's the bit that really gets me excited is the idea of the, doing something a little bit different from okay what so so you like it when you've got a blank canvas and the the client is is doing something new and you get you get the ability to be a little bit more uh, artistic shall we say and you've got to really make it up for the first time because you've never come across this website and that novelty that's yeah. inherent in that kind of a client appeals to you and you, you enjoy doing those more. Yeah. I mean, I've really learned. And the next thing I was saying, I mean, I love the psychology in things. So i the digital marketing side of, of stuff is, is something I never really get into. I would love to do more, on that side but generally i'm building somebody a site because that's all they want they, they're not interested in digital marketing so i've realized that through thinking about what i like the psychology and the new challenges i really need to move towards that and so in a way i've restricted myself if i want that kind of work to those people who are in fact the way i'm going to work with people because i don't like to work in bureaucracies or large groups i'm really i should be going for the startup solo entrepreneurs i think mm. yeah so but yeah i was just thinking again if you you must be a certain type of person who likes working either with groups of people or alone so if you if you really love the project management side of things and teamwork in then maybe again it's it's larger companies are for you Okay. So um, you don't mean by that work for a larger company. You mean go and find projects from larger companies. Yeah. I mean, okay. you and I are the same, aren't we? We had this sort of policy on the whole that was uh, we just work with one person. Yep. Yep. Why do you do that? Um, I'd, so the organization could be any size, but I only yeah. work with the one person. I think, I think it just comes down to the clarity of the whole thing, just keeping it simple. They, that one person gets to have all the arguments within the company, and then I yeah. end up hearing the outcome of all the arguments. You know, they, they might, I mean, it can get trivial, can't it? But, you know, there might be a discussion about um, a particular color choice or a particular font choice or the use of images. And I don't really want to be involved in that discussion. I just want to hear, here's the images, 
this is the font. These are the things we're going to have in the menu. It's been decided and I'm, I'm the custodian of that knowledge. So I'm now passing it on to you. Can you implement it? That's, that's it really. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, I, and I think it's our personalities again though, because if, if you think about it, the stuff I learned about um, organizing a web project was was very much about the project management and getting in with teams, getting all of the stakeholders together and, and going through those processes of, of, you know, mood boarding or setting up the architecture through group work with people. And both you and I skipped that. But I think, you know, if you love all of that kind of teamwork, project oh, yeah. management yeah. stuff, you'd probably want to lead your organization that way because you love it and then you'd probably want to find the kind of companies who would welcome that yeah and also i think if you were dealing with an organization um and this was your strength if you loved working with teams and you know you you literally enjoyed the process of being in those discussions i i don't so i i just want to hear the end result but if you you know if you want to get involved and discuss and and put your opinion forward about why this font is better than that font or why should we should go for this color palette or whatever you know any aspect and the funnel should look like this then yeah. then this would be perfect you know you could you could you could probably end up giving your expert opinion um much more easily and get get what you know will be a better result Whereas I'm kind of just, you know, I give my opinion to the, the one person. They take yeah. that opinion and I'm hoping that they're able to argue that case for me. So, yes, I, I can see that this, this particularly has benefits, um, but it's, it's just not something I've ever really got involved in because I've been stung a few times with, um, you know, committees grinding to a halt because everybody can't agree. <laughs> Yeah. Do you know, I, and that's exactly it. I mean, I, I worked for so long for a large government organization, so there's nothing more I hate than the idea that time and money is wasted on meetings. Mm. But you know what? The people who love those jobs, that's what they live for, really. You know? yes. Yeah. Oh, nothing um, beats a good meeting. Yes. No, but it brings everybody, you know, as far as I'm concerned, this is the only way to move an organization forward. Absolutely. Together. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And they love it and I hate it. So that is it that is really interesting though, just drawing that out, that the fact that my personality has precluded me from 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 doing that kind of work, from pushing myself into the organization and and, and getting my opinion through. Uh, it it is it will lead to a different outcome. The outcome from the website that I will build will be different to the outcome from somebody who it really wants to get in those meetings and and tell their expert opinion to the client so that so that they they know that they've had their they've had their moment trying to persuade them I bet you'd be chalk and cheese i bet they'd look really different yeah yeah absolutely and i, I was you know for those people who like i thought i liked isolation for my work but it's probably not true i like working one-to-one -one. but i mean if you did then probably i don't know i'm just guessing making this stuff up but you you might be attracted then to doing white label work so somebody else was bringing in the the client stuff and you were actually just doing it or you did psd to web kind of work yeah you're just translating stuff so yeah um so what the idea that you you kind of like being insulated um from the client you don't like to necessarily interact with the client which in yes. a sense is what i'm doing by by just having this one point of contact, I'm kind of insulating myself against most of the stuff flying around. But if you do, if you do white label work, you, again, you're not beholden to the client; you're beholden to the 
the the customer of the clients, which is yeah fascinating yeah and i think the psd to web work sounded once to me it sounded like it was ideal because literally you can just you know what you've got to replicate you've seen it there's no discussion you just get on and start doing it but i realize probably there's no that sounds fantastic for a while but for me there's no long-term joy in that so maybe you're the same i don't know do you do you get a bit of a buzz doing the one-to-one with a project so you can sort of bounce ideas off this one person or um i I, hey it really does depend on the personality you know and again it comes down to that psychology if if i can think of lots of my clients who i really i have no trepidation picking up the phone and Mm. and just just beginning talking it's completely fine it's almost like we're bodies but then the opposite is true you know sometimes that one-to-one you've ended up for some reason the person in charge of it is is just a different person to you You know they behave differently talk differently probably have probably have a different an entirely different kind of life to me if you know what I mean And, and that can be that can be difficult because I've got nobody else to circumvent I've got nobody else to go to whereas if I was dealing with a team in a in a boardroom meeting or in a meeting you could kind of well, for want of a better word, you could blank the person who you don't really get on with and move on to yeah. somebody else and try to have the conversation through them instead. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the other thing is, I think there are different models as well. We've talked about this before. If you love autonomy, I think also you probably, you might be restricted in which types of industries or companies you work for then oh it would depend on your standing i mean there are some agencies out there who say you know you you stay out we design what it is that's what mm. we do but mm. but on the whole if you want autonomy you know the sense that your ideas are going to go forward you're probably going to have to kind of pick people that are going to be open to that mm. yeah good point good point yeah i, I do like a bit of autonomy I, I do like to kind of keep things to myself a little bit and you know just work on my own work on my own processes and things do you get <laughs> if you've had a, a great idea do you get a bit upset if it's not taken on board oh I yeah i i i'm pretty good now at masking that so i don't think i give it away with what i say or the tone of my voice but i do feel a bit deflated sometimes <laughs> yeah and you know especially with the advent of page builders i also i find it a bit demoralizing when i've handed over a site and i go back a week later and i discover that lots of it's changed i sort of think oh i tried really hard with that <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, was, that was much nicer before but i've i've kind of had to get over that because let's be honest if i've given them access to the page builder i have in effect said do what you like and it's their website and so you know that's fine it is perfectly fine it just sometimes feels like a a small kick in the teeth (laughs) yeah i think for me it's when i've had there's been a few clients that have come along and you just thought oh do you know what there's a real opportunity for them to promote themselves online it's not necessarily anything to do with the website but it's just about how they they might just do more the digital marketing and you try Mm -hmm. and get put this argument for and it just completely falls flat on them you just think wow what a wasted i'm so sure that we do they would get so much more business so i mean i realize that if and i love to do that stuff so i'd like to be able to i guess it's not autonomy as such it's more the fact that somebody will listen to to ideas Mm. and uh, i think in order to do that startups seem like risky people to go for because they're probably not going to help me um Mm. try and earn 
recurring income from care plans because a lot of them are just going to pack it in and fail, aren't they? But Mm -hmm. I still think they might be right for me because they'll probably be the people who will be open to, unlike established business, to new ideas that might help them get a head start. Mm, yeah yeah good point good point yeah i, I don't know just, this is all about me now isn't it but well, um, no, because you've, you're the one that brought all these ideas up and honestly a lot of this stuff wouldn't have even occurred to me when i was reading your show notes i was thinking boy david really has got a big <laughs> level of thought about this i'm far more of a blunt instrument so i'm, <laughs> I'm glad that you've you've brought it up especially the psychological stuff which no doubt we'll get on to well, yeah, well, we could just talk about that now, couldn't we? We've just been doing, I've done this test before. Now, I did psychology, but to be honest, you know, it's more an academic thing. And I, I don't put too much store by personality testings, but it still is quite interesting. A lot of companies still employ this. So we, we were both looking at um, a website which uh, I'm sure Nathan will add the link, which is 16personalities.com, where you can do a test. And this test is an established psychology test uh, from Myers and Briggs. And it it talks about which of the 16 personality types you are. So we were both doing this, weren't we? And we came up with our personality types. Yeah, I came out um, after filling out the test, which takes about, uh, I don't know, 10 minutes or something like that. I came out as mediocre. Oh, no, sorry, mediator. Um, (laughs) I came out as advocate. What was your your one again? (laughs) Advocate. Advocate. Now, I don't really understand what these are, but I guess regardless of what you you understand from from you know the label that you're given at the end my personality type apparently is infp a forward slash infp slash t whatever that means anyway it can be summarized in a word mediator um i guess the, the point you're making potentially here is you know if in some way you can find other people who are mediators you're likely to to succeed better with them is is that how it even works or is it that you get on better with people who are not like you or or what yeah well sort of i mean i think that would be ideal that you you kind of match somebody very similar but i but i just think by maybe just doing a test like this might just give you some idea about where where your principles are where where you everything sits well it's kind of your gut feeling isn't it helps you and then maybe the strengths and weaknesses of these different personality types might help you to decide what type of industries yeah you that's might a, go for. that's a very good point because on a different website you can which is called verywellmind.com yes. you can find the, the the type that you are and and it gives this little bullet pointed list of of your personality strengths and your personality weaknesses now i, I don't I, I don't agree with everything that it says but a lot of it it was quite interesting it was like oh yes that's that really is me i am that i do display those characteristics and just just for somebody else to tell me what i'm like is is fascinating because it suddenly felt like oh Okay, yeah, it's intriguing. I hadn't really thought about myself in that way. Maybe, maybe I would be good at that thing as opposed to that thing. Maybe I am instinctively drawn to that thing and therefore would succeed at it more. It's fascinating. Well, yeah, I, I think it was pretty. As soon as you said you're a mediator, it's like, yeah, that's right, because <laughs> you are. <laughs> no, you, but you are. You know, you 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 can see the balance in kind of arguments. You're not, you know, 
I don't know. You're you're not bullish in any way. Yes, the, I I don't fall under the the category of bigot, um, <laughs> which is one of the. No, it isn't. <laughs> that is not one. I think that you can you can end up with. <laughs> what is it? It says about yours. So your strengths and uh, your strengths are that you're loyal and devoted, sensitive to feelings, caring and interested in others, works uh, well alone. Values close relationships are good at seeing the big picture. See, the, so, the ones that hop out there for me, it, it, so let's make the assumption, firstly, that I answered the questions accurately and that yeah. this is a true representation of what, what I like, my strengths, yeah. if you like. It's telling me I like to work or I work well alone. That's one what just immediately hops out to me and that I'm um, good at seeing the big picture. That also hops out to me is that, that they're they potentially have use in, in business. You know, I, I, can, I can work well alone. Yes, that's good. I can go off and do things all by myself, completely autonomously, and I can see the big picture. I'm not so sure if that's true sometimes, but nevertheless, that's a good thing to know about me. Maybe I, I can do that, and I have that capability. So, you know, don't always assume that people are seeing the big picture when I'm not. Um, mm. Should we talk about your strengths? <laughs> I'll, I'll read these out so you, okay. well first of all what personality type did you come out as again yeah i was an advocate the advocate right so your strengths are you are sensitive to the needs of others you are reserved highly creative and artistic boom that's a good one focused on the future you value close deep relationships you enjoy thinking about the meaning of life and you are idealistic do, do any of those hop out as like useful in your work yeah, well, the last two are, are kind of almost like negative, so they strength, <laughs> so strengths because it's a lot, a lot of navel gazing. But I think you know it's a similar to yours in the sense that focus on the future. So I, I mean, I guess this is what has come into the conclusion of. I like looking towards where you could go with these businesses. So when these mm. people would come for websites, yeah, yeah, like we can build your website. But what's really interested is what you could do with this <laughs> yeah, yeah. your business online, yeah. and that's where I get frustrated. Um, but you see, no one I, interested that. I definitely don't have that. Um, uh, and I, I wouldn't be thinking in quite those terms. You know, it, what I mean by that is that that side of things wouldn't excite me in the same way that it would excite you. So yeah. if, if a particular client was really wanting to map out their future, you would be a shoe in You would be far better at doing this stuff because you'd want to sweat those details and sit down with them, talk it all through. Whereas to me, that would probably feature far less. Whereas according to my set of data, you know, I'm, I'm much better at working alone. Um, so that's fascinating. The other one on yours is the obviously highly creative and artistic. That's got to be a benefit, surely. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe a requirement of the job, but I, I, I would dispute that. But I do like, again, it's the kind of creative, the idea of wanting to move things forward to come up with new ideas focus on the future those things on the strengths that i i i realize that's I, that is true of me that's why i want to get involved in i guess the people's businesses and beyond the website the, the ongoing digital marketing and i just don't get to do that at all mm -hmm. um so <laughs> that, it has really made me think about what I like doing as opposed to what's been coming in and now I've been able to deal with it. I find it really frustrating when um, the, a lot of the clients are, are quite slow moving. Mm. But did you, I mean, we've, we're in a lot of Facebook groups and there's a lot of chat about how to on, 
onboard people and lots of processes that people have set up, which are so clever, tell I see, but they seem like something I would never do. And I've just come to the conclusion that this is probably just because we actually do need different types of clients. You know, it's never going to work for me to kind of set up these routines. I always railed against it in my work. What would be absolutely amazing, and of course, this is never in the real world going to happen. It'd be amazing if you could somehow persuade clients, but you know, potential prospects to uh, to go and fill out this survey, and uh, and then and then happily <laughs> the results. And if your personalities coincide, I suppose in a way that is what all of these onboarding processes, to some extent, are trying to do. You know, they're trying to whatever the questions that you've you've designed, you are trying to lead them down the path of discovering whether you and them can work together. So a- an example of that is my onboarding form is deliberately quite long. And yeah. what I'm trying to figure out is, is the person who's filling out, do they have the personality type? Now it doesn't appear in here. So, you know, this is not a technical mm-hmm. word in any way, but do they have that endurance? Are they prepared to, to sit down and and fill out that form. That's one thing I'm trying to do. So in a sense, I am very in a very minor way trying to figure out what their what the other person's personality is like. And I ask a variety of questions, and I'm I'm eliciting a response. And the the end result is, I'm sure quite a few people will have arrived at that form, gone to it. Well, I know I've sent lots of people to that form, and I never hear from them mm-hmm. again. So in a way. I've weeded out the people whose personality dictated that they they couldn't they couldn't finish that. Yes, yeah. They uh, to fill in your form, they they really have to know that they want a website built and they've got some kind of budget set aside for it, haven't they? Because they're mm. going to put in some proper commitment in the first place. Yeah, yeah. They've got to spend a bit of time thinking about what they want to do. You know, they've got to think about their their um, rivals. They've got to think about what's lacking in the current website, what things, what aspirations they've got, and so on. So, yeah, you can't fill it out without intent, and you can't fill it out in a matter of moments. It has been filled out in a matter of moments, but that tells me everything I need to know. You know, <laughs> yeah. I've asked for them in certain forms. You know, it's a, a big box, and the question is clearly leading them because the words I use, it's asking for as much detail as possible. And then they write two words, more sales or something, you know, what's, what do you want this website to become or whatever? I remember the question, you know, and if they just write more sales, well, that's telling me their personality is, is well, quick, move on to the next job. And you're (laughs) probably not going to work with me. The beauty of this conversation and what you've, what you've brought to me today, this, this whole new understanding is I didn't really think about it in those terms of personalities. And now I've, I've got a bit more of an insight into it, which is absolutely fascinating. I genuinely, I'm really intrigued by all this. Yeah, I'm probably just stretching out a basic idea, but I'd, I'd <laughs> certainly, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's probably really not going to help anybody. But I don't know. I think I, I tried to think about niches and I couldn't get there. So uh, this is my only way of thinking, how am I going to sort of go after the ideal client? I don't think it's going to make any difference to me in some ways. If if somebody comes in as a tradesperson, just wants a website, doesn't want to think about the future, I can accommodate them. I set the business yeah. up yeah. like that. But but in, in terms of, you know, once I had this idea that perhaps then I could make content to reach the type of person I want. So I, I've kind of learned that 
quite the opposite to what I thought is probably who I'll work better with. More the startups, more the people who just want to dive in and start something. Maybe don't have an idea, but I've got the process to accommodate those. But I could make content to go after those type of people if I wanted to, through knowing that. Yeah, and knowing knowing a, a little bit about the psychology of them, um, especially if you're after, if you're going after the people who have share the same psychology as you, presumably that makes it a little bit easier because you're going to speak the same language intuitively, and you don't have to yeah. go through the the hoops of trying to to fake what it is to be like that person. Um, <laughs> if you decide to go down this route, of course, the the big Achilles heel of this whole entire discussion is the yes. fact that you can, you know, unless for some reason they do go out and fill this survey and tell you what they are, you, <laughs> you'll never know. You'll never know what kind of a person this person is until you've actually had a lot of, lot of time spent with them. And then, and then even then it's a best guess. Yeah, I don't think you can do it. I mean, the best we can possibly do with personalities is know thyself, which is, I, I guess, what everybody has to be reminded all the time don't they when you're doing any activity it's kind of you have to get back to who you really are to yes. know where you're going and, yeah. I, and, and, and that's all this is really isn't it just i i remember when i was young i may have told this anecdote before but when i was young i went to see a careers analyst you know those people who if you're not sure what you want to do you go and see somebody and they they carry out a battery of psychological tests so it's far more comprehensive than these 16 questions and um, the result, I can't remember um, in terms of what they said I should do. Um, I have a memory that they said, we're not sure. But what they, the, the piece of advice that they gave, which has always, I thought, stuck with me, was that maybe just do something that you instinctively enjoy because mm. you'll, you'll enjoy it and therefore you'll want to do it and therefore you're much like much more likely to succeed doing it um yes. so you know that's exactly what you just said about know thyself if you know what it is that your personality type craves or enjoys then you know what it is that you should be doing with your time and yeah. your life so yeah I think so. I, I think it's just a starting block. I'll probably regret this episode <laughs> a few weeks down the line thinking, yeah, I came to the, all the wrong conclusions. But yeah, it is just interesting just thinking about this and what yes. I like. Yes, I completely agree. Think. Just thinking about the psychology of what people are like. Of course, we could, if we wished, talk about the, uh, the, the, the weaknesses of both of our personality types. I don't know if you want to get into that or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah let's do it. Okay, so according to this, the, the, the weaknesses of my mediator personality type um, are that I can be overly idealistic. Okay, uh, I, tend to, <laughs> I tend to take everything personally. I do not. Um, <laughs> I'm difficult to get to know. Wow, okay. Uh, I sometimes lose sight of the little things. Oh, there's no doubt that's true. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, can, I can become unhinged by a minor detail where everybody else looks at me and goes, what? That's just not even important. Um, and I can overlook the details. Oh, that's so bad. That's so bad. <laughs> Website builder who overlooks details. Ouch. <laughs> but you know, uh, they, they don't seem that true of what I know of you. Actually, you've never seemed over idealistic, always quite grounded. So yeah, maybe. I don't have any ideals. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, overlook details because when we were doing this podcast, you were one of the few people who said, well, just put it out as it is. You know, okay, you right. You, you weren't you weren't interested in the idea that we'd be chopping this up into little bits and yes, it all. that's a good and I, and I, yeah. 
Yeah, and I think that's quite. I think it's that's not a weakness necessarily. That's one of the strengths, isn't it? Because it just means again, it's the other side of the big picture thing, isn't it? So it's kind of the ship it quickly mentality, isn't it? Get it out there with its with all of its flaws, um, and then f- fiddle with it later. Yeah, I probably do do that. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Yeah. So you probably want. Um, yeah, yeah. So you need clients then who see the big picture then and don't I, want to yeah, get stuck on the details. Yeah, and who also are prepared to work with me to to get the little mistakes ironed out. Yeah, that's a good point. You see, there is value in this. This is interesting. Um, <laughs> we just emperor's new clothes, I think, with this. Yeah. <laughs> right, here we go. This is David Wormsley's weaknesses. Can be overly sensitive. Okay. Again, not true. <laughs> okay. Sometimes difficult to get to know. Well, I've... You were really hard to get to know. I mean, it was like talking blood out of a stone. That's nonsense. That's not you at all. Really open. Um, can have okay. Maybe this can have overly high expectations. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Um, now I refuse to believe this of you, but I'm not sure whether you will or not. It says that you're stubborn. <laughs> and it I says that, okay. Oh, you are okay. Really? Mm. Are you really? You can. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I've not seen that side of you. Um, that maybe that's points back to the earlier bit. Sometimes difficult to get to know. You just haven't revealed. You haven't opened up your inner stubborn to me yet. And yeah. the last one, which I think is probably the most important for us, is dislikes confrontation. So I wonder if that's you know led you to decline work or step away from a job halfway through when it got a bit you got a bit difficult. Yeah, I want things to be nice all the time. You're like that though as well. Yeah. Um, but nice stubborn though is just a, a silent stubbornness. I won't. I won't do something that I don't want to do. Okay. Uh, like a mule. I, yeah, absolutely. It's that kind of stubborn. Not you know, <laughs> don't have much of an argument. But I won't be moved. But 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 high expectations. That's that's the the disappointment. Is expectations in other people, not of myself particularly. Right. So we'd, we'd be a great blend, wouldn't we, if we were to ever work collaboratively on a website because I <laughs> overlook details and you have high <laughs> expectations. <laughs> <laughs> I can see this going really wrong. Oh, and you're stubborn. <laughs> You know, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, we'd be fine, you know, because you've got the bigger picture and I focus on the future. So I just sort of I look at you. Know, I look at your bigger picture for the future. That's it. We'll get around it. <laughs> and I take everything personally. So, you know, mm. uh, <laughs> this is fascinating. I mean, obviously, it, it's a stretch, like David said, to kind of Im- imply that you can you can carry this stuff out. But it, j- just if you've got an interest in this sort of psychology, go to the the website is 16. So it's the number one six personalities.com there's no hyphen or anything 16 personalities.com and you can fill out the survey it takes about 10 minutes and, and it will give you a nice lengthy sort of templated report um about what you're like and and also tell you about people who are like you so this is fascinating apparently i'm like william shakespeare J.R. tolkien bjork johnny depp julia roberts lisa kudrow alicia keys and Frodo Baggins. <laughs> Fascinating. Um, so, yeah, f- lovely subject, really interesting, and possibly just, you know, scratching the surface of, of a really in- interesting subject. Do you have anything more to add? No, I think that's enough, don't you? I think we are probably, really stretching it. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's, that's our personality types, isn't it? Um, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to knock it on the head in that case. Uh, thanks, David. That was fascinating. 
Well, I hope you enjoyed that. That was really fascinating. I certainly enjoyed chatting to David, who's got far more of a background in that than I have. Really interesting to see what the different personality types are and and how that information maybe could lead us to modify or adapt our behaviour when dealing with clients potentially maybe to to calm things down or to or to speed things up depending on what the requirement was absolutely fascinating i hope that you enjoyed that please feel free to add comments if any of that struck you as interesting or you know noteworthy we're very pleased to engage with you over on our facebook group at wpbuilds.com forward slash facebook and we publish this stuff to youtube as well at wpbuilds.com forward slash facebook The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by WP and Up. One in four of us will be directly affected by mental health-related illness. WP and Up supports and promotes positive mental health within the WordPress community. This is achieved through mentorship, events, training and counselling. Please help enable WP and Up by visiting wpandup.org forward slash give. Together, we can... Hashtag press forward. Okay, thanks for making the effort to get to the end of this week's podcast. I really appreciate it. Perhaps we'll see you back here next Thursday for another podcast. Maybe Monday you'll join us for our WordPress weekly news and possibly the live news that I mentioned earlier. And um, yeah, have a nice week if I don't speak to you before then. Bye bye for now. Cheesy music coming in.